Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. up at 1 o'clock on this midnight ride till 5 a.m. Another four hours. McMonagle here with you right here on The Fan. And we opened it up with Otani because he was the story of the All-Star game, really. I mean, as much as he didn't really, he didn't contribute in the Home Run Derby, he didn't do much in the actual game. He's the focus of it because he's the best player in the world. And the whole crowd was chanting, come to Seattle, which it looked beautiful. Looked beautiful out there all weekend. I know Keith, uh, obviously McPherson was out there sending us pictures, tweeting out pictures, doing all kinds of stuff. It looked beautiful out there for the weekend, but it, it was, I'm watching it again. The, the uniforms are absolutely hideous. I hate the uniforms. But the topic is Otani, and mainly with the Mets. I do think the Yankees should attempt to do it, but there's a couple things. And I heard Ricky say this, and... I was thinking the exact same thing. The problem with the Yankees, and I know people are going to flip because the answer is just cut everybody else. First off, let me say, I would not be willing to trade Alvarez because I think Alvarez is special, and it's not even just that he's special. The position he plays and what he does is special. The advantage you get to having a young stud power-hitting catcher is different than the advantage you get of having a very solid, good, young shortstop. So I would not include Alvarez in a trade. I'd be more open to include Volpe in the trade if it's the Yankees. I'm more open to it. I got to think about it. I'm open to it, though. I'd be willing to trade Volpe, at least in my mind, for a second here. I think Alvarez is probably a no-go for me because of the position he plays, but how many how many shortstops just came through the last two years? Like how many shortstops just came through free agency? How many they have Peraza? I mean, you probably have to trade both, but you have Peraza. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot easier to find a shortstop who plays defense as well as Anthony Volpe and who can be even at Anthony what we think Anthony Volpe might become a three hundred hitter with some pop. I. It's easier, not easy, but easier to find that guy than it is to find a catcher who hits 35 home runs. So I'm not, it's, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be out of the question to trade Volpe. I got to think about it. But the problem is, is where does he play? I mean, obviously he's the best player on the planet. So that sounds easy, right? You DH him and you, you pitch him, Chris. But the problem is you got, Stanton, who pretty much you could put him in the outfield a lot, and I want to see him more play more outfield, but he's a guy who needs to DH a lot. And if you're going to have Judge hopefully coming back from the injury, and we've got some news about that that we'll get to as we go along here. But if Judge is going to come back with a toe injury, I would imagine 
he's probably going to need to DH more than he's than he has. Maybe not every day. I don't know the situation, but he you're gonna you're gonna need him to DH a lot. Now, obviously, with Stanton, for example, it's not it's it's uh, the initial thought as well. I mean, obviously, you just play Otani and you 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 figure out Stanton. He doesn't play on the days he doesn't play the outfield, but. You want to have your best team on the field. You trade for Otani. You don't want to have to put, you know, Stanton on the bench. That I mean, it doesn't help you as much as you would like. You want your best lineup out there. It's still it's still better. He's the better option, no doubt. Of course, he's the obviously better guy. I'd rather have in the lineup. But I preface if I'm going to trade for Otani, I want all three of those guys in the lineup. And if Judge is a little bit hobbled with the toe, and I still don't think as much as they played Stanton a couple days in a row, I don't think they'll run Stanton out and play him, you know, twenty five days a month or something like that. I mean, he's going to be on, he's going to have the DH. So is Judge, and that's all Otani does. So for the Yankees, I don't know if it fits the team as well, but I'm still open to doing it because it's Shohei Otani, and you got if you have an opportunity to bring him here, and the same thing with the the Yankees. I think it's preposterous to think that bringing him here wouldn't help. I heard caller after caller, they, they're old, they, the Yankees stink, uh, the general manager stinks, the manager stinks. It's the, the, he'll realize this team is old and tired and not good and not going anywhere. It's the New York Yankees. He's just played for the, the Angels for six years, hasn't sniffed the postseason. In that time... Every year the Yankees have been in the postseason. Whether you think that's good enough or not, I, I understand that we don't have to have that argument. Please, let's not have that argument. But the point is, the rest of baseball doesn't view the doesn't view the Yankees like you view the Yankees. What does he see from afar? He sees a team that makes the playoffs every single year. While he's out in Anaheim with Mike Trout doing nothing. Can't sniff the postseason. The Yankees are there every single year. He's going to come to the Yankees and think, oh, they're old and tired. I can't win here. Nonsense. He's going to think, this is the New York Yankees. They live in the postseason. That's what he's going to think. It's the pinstripes. It's Yankee Stadium. And he's right to think so. So I have no fear of uh, getting him in the building gives you a better chance to sign him. And I honestly think the Yankees probably would be willing to sign him considering how much money they'll make on the back end when you think of it. I know they sell out a lot anyway, but it's how many how many more tickets? They can still sell more tickets, more stuff. I, I That's the question. Would ownership be willing to also have, you know, Cole's contract for the next handful of years, Judge's contract for the next eight years, and now Otani? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot considering the way they've done business over the last handful of years. So that would worry me if I'm Brian Cashman. Does my owner really have the stomach for it? That's something they have to talk about. But So I know the difference with the Mets and the Yankees is, one, he fits right into this Mets team perfectly. He's the DH. There's no question about it. You easily put your best team out there in the field. It's easy, easy peasy. He, he just lines right up. And I know I have the owner who'll give him the money. I know it. I don't have to think it. I don't have to worry about it. The owner is going to give him the money. He fits the team. The owner will pay him. I know that from the Mets. The Yankees, I'm not so sure. I don't think all three of those guys can play every day and uh, with Stanton, Judge, and Otani. And I don't know. If the Steinbrenners are going to give him five, six hundred, five, five, let's just say five hundred million dollars on the on the low scale, 
Are they going to give him $500 million? I don't know if they'll do it. I wish they would. They should. They they have enough money. The team's valued high enough. They should give him $500 million. And I And that doesn't mean, even saying that, I don't think that means the Yankees are not the Yankees anymore. George would have given him $500 million. Maybe that's true. I don't know. But I, it's not like I'm suddenly, oh, the, the hell's cheap. That's a big pill to swallow. They just gave Judge the biggest contract for a position player in baseball. They got one of the highest paid pitchers in baseball for the next handful of years in Cole. That's a, that's a big pill to swallow after giving all those other contracts. I just don't know if they'll do it. So, But as a Yankee fan, yeah, bring him here. If, the, if ownership is willing to if – if, if Steinbrenner tells Cashman, I'll pay him. If he comes here and he wants to play here and he wants to re- and he wants to re-sign after this trade, I'll give him the contract. Then I then I do what I can to get him here. But he doesn't fit the team quite well because my best players can't all play together, and I don't know if the owner will do it. The Mets, easy. He slides right into your DH, and there's no doubt the owner will give him the contract. So that's the difference. Anthony in Bridgewater, what's up, Anthony? Hey, Chris, thanks for taking my call. Congratulations on the overnight. Oh, buddy. thank you, buddy. I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. But uh, listen, um, I, I agree with you 100. percent I'm a diehard Mets fan, and I, I just think there's so many, there's so many positive things by having Otani here for that three month, two and a half month window. Yeah. Even even where they're at in the wild card race, if you got this to like five or four games late in August, early September, he hasn't even sniffed the playoff race there. If, can you imagine City Field with the Phillies three or four games out in early September? Yeah. Like, just, there's just like a couple like recruiting things, even like that, that he, he would feel. I, to me, like there's just so many more positives than negatives. You know what? You can replace Beatty by getting a third baseman. You can replace Vientos. Who knows what he is? You can get the, the catcher that they would trade Prada, whatever. Yeah. You got your catcher, Alvarez. Mauricio. All these guys are replaceable. Like, like, there's, you know, the jury's still out on Beatty anyway. Like, to me, you can go get a third baseman in two years anyway. Yeah. Like, the catcher position, we already we, we already agree. Alvarez is one of those guys, the catcher, you, you keep him. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Mets got the guys to, to trade for him. I also saw, I, think- I, I also, someone uh, mentioned it to me on Twitter, and it's a good thought. If you can time it right, like, if you move Scherzer now uh, to a team for prospects, and then you can a- add some prospects to an Otani deal, and then he comes in, he takes Scherzer's place in the rotation. Like, could you could you make other moves now to add prospects to your prospect pool to include in Otani trade? Yeah, I mean that's a if you move if you if there's a contender right now willing to give you prospects for Scherzer, and Scherzer's willing to move his no trade, and you can get prospects to add to a pool of prospects to give to the Angels. I think that's worth it too. I'm I'm all in on getting him here. Other, this all, all, everything I can do that. other than give the catcher, I'm all in. Yeah, and I agree with that. Only thing I'll say about that, I will do everything I can to try to trade my own prospects and keep Scherzer because I think the best way to keep him is to win in New York in in, in August and September. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's your yeah. But I'm not I'm not convinced Scherzer's going to help you win at this point. I'm really not. Oh uh, uh, yeah, that's that's. I'm not concerned. If 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 I'm. Yeah, I, if if I'm gonna replace Scherzer with Otani, I still feel okay about the rotation as long as Otani continues to be Otani. You've just upgraded at that position, and maybe it saves you some prospects. Or if it, if or if that's what it takes to get it done, I still think you can win with the rotation of Otani and Verlander, and maybe add another starter or Quintana comes back or 
some uh, Kodai Sanga, obviously, excuse me. So he's your third guy who's been really good. You know, he's just an all-star. So, if I mean, if that's your three and you figure out your fourth heading into a postseason series, or even to make it through the season to add Otani at the rotation, plus you add his all the home runs he's going to hit, I'd be willing to move Max Scherzer for, like, say they want pitching prospects. The Angels tell you, listen, I need pitching prospects. I don't like your pitching prospects. Maybe you can move Scherzer, take on his money, take on next year's money, and get a couple of pitching prospects, and now you include pitching prospects into the deal to get Otani. You make it work. I know it sounds crazy, but you you do what you have to do to get him here for the three months. And it's less about this year than it is next year. And moving forward, it's about keeping him here. I make the move for the idea that, yeah, maybe he turns this season around and you have one of those special years that is unbelievable and they have one of those, the, it makes a great episode of Mets yearbook on SMY. That's what you hope. But it, for me, it's it's that's secondary to the idea of having Otani for the next however long. And, and having a real good run at it every year. Tony in Westwood. What's up, Tony? Hey, great show. I just want to say that Japanese ballplayers are a little different. They grow up in Japan watching and learning Ichiro. They see him That's, being treated yeah. as a god, and he's the gold standard. That's the guy they want to replace. Even winning a World Series, Matsui went back to Japan, and he was really, really adored. He didn't reach that level. I think Otani. The he didn't coast. reach the level. What? Um, Matsui didn't reach the level of Ichiro. Yes. Yeah. He, well, he I mean, didn't replace Ichiro in, in the. Well, because he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't a Hall of Fame player. Ichiro is a Hall of Fame player. I, I understand. If Ichiro, but if all I'm saying, yeah. But what, what's your well, point, though? How do, what, what does that have to do with I the Mets? Otani, or, I think Otani's going to stay on the West Coast because and, of, because uh, of Ichiro. He could take a Barry Bonilla contract. From Seattle, he would go to Seattle. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going there. I, I understand your point that he's a that Ichiro is a, a hero there, but I, I don't think it. I don't think it's like oh now I got to go play for Seattle. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily how it works, but yeah. But we've seen, you know, they've uh, Matsui Tanaka. The biggest star, they were the, at the time, I mean, Matsui was a big deal. Matsui was a big deal in Japan. And he came over here and he was a New York Yankee. He was a World Series MVP. He was hitting home runs in opening day, his first opening day at Yankee Stadium, hitting grand slams. He was a big deal. When they played those games in Japan as a Yankee, it was a huge deal. Now, it obviously didn't mean enough to Otani. He didn't even consider the Yankees. But I don't think whoever he idolized as as a kid, I don't think it, it's the only factor in where he wants to go. I think it was I think it was less about he wanted to stay on the same coast Ichiro played in as he wanted to just be closer. Jeff in Brooklyn. What's up, Jeff? How are you, Big Mac? Very happy for you that you got the show. Oh, thank really you very much, you. Jeff. I appreciate it. What's up? Always loved it. But uh, I got a point for you. I think that you're, what you're saying about the ticket sales is definitely true. You're going to get a lot of rebound from everyone wants to see Otani, wherever you're from. Yep. But uh, my point is, I don't think we're seeing Otani in a big Mets fan in a Mets jersey by August 1st or August 2nd, but I definitely think there's a big chance at the end of the year next year. Well, my reasons being like yeah. this. Look on the Angel side, and then I'll go to the Mets side. On the Angel side, they have gold in their hands, and they realize that. And they're not going to have to live with the fact that they gave up that gold in their hands 
for prospects. They, if it comes out of their hands by free agency, then that's just what happened. But they can't, for some reason, first of all, got yeah, see, of tiny. Uh, they never got it together. Yeah, they listen, never got it together. Well, I disagree with you on one thing, and I'm going to let you finish your point. If you know you have something of value, like you know it, and then if they really get the sense that it's it's going away, no matter what they do, come the off season, they can't allow that to, that value to disappear. They just can't do it. I understand your right. point. If they if they think there's a chance they can hold on to it, then they'll take that chance. I totally agree. So would I. I'm talking about moving heaven and earth to bring him to the Mets. I already got him. If I'm the Angels, I'm not messing around. I'm going to try and keep him and try and sign him in the offseason. But if he comes to me and tells me, you, I'm not staying here. I'm no longer happy here. Thank you very much for everything, but I'm moving on. Do what you have to do. Then I got to do what I have to do. But you're right. I think it's probably at best... I think the idea that everyone assuming it's going to happen, I hear people say, oh, well, they have to trade him. They have to trade him. If uh, if they think there's a chance he's staying, I think you have to take the chance that you can sign him. So I agree yeah, with you. It could to, be difficult. Yeah, not to take that to Steve Cohen. So I think on Steve Cohen's end of the deal, yeah. he knows, he first of all, he emphasized very much in his press conference how much he wants the farm system built. To that, build is, up. that is even true. If you're not, even if you're not giving up our revenue, giving up all these guys, that just makes him... 100 steps lower than what he's coming from now. But I feel that since he knows he needs a guy, this guy is the most eager owner in baseball we've ever seen to win. And that was so clear in all, every time you hear him talk, anything that comes out of his mouth. So I feel that he knows that when the free agency comes, there's nothing stopping him. The man's worth $15 billion, and there's nothing stopping him from giving him a $900 million contract. Nothing. So he knows, okay, I'm not giving up my farm system because this is something that's very meaningful to me. And I've said this many times. But in free agency, I'm not worried. I have the money, I have the big bank, and no one else is coming close to me. And when it comes down to it, what gives, what makes people's eyes open is the money. Totally, totally agree, and, and every, but everything, everything you said is fair, but let me just give you the, the rebuttal. I, if he's not available for trade, then there's nothing to discuss. We'll take it to free agency, and you, you have a very legitimate point that if he goes to free agency after not being traded, uh, the Mets have as good a chance as anyone. Won't argue it. But if he is on the block... And if he is being shopped and the Angels do make the decision they have to trade him, which is the only way any of this works and the only way what I'm talking about makes sense and the only way the Mets should go get him. So let's just say the Mets get wind. Major League Baseball is told. The Angels put it out there. Otani is on the market to be traded. Now, start the conversation from that point. And now I'm afraid he doesn't hit free agency. It's one thing in the Angels. He's been there. He doesn't want to stay there. The Angels take the chance. He hits free agency. They yeah. keep him. And now it's open for good. Yeah. What if he gets yeah. traded to the Dodgers and loves it? And two so, weeks in, the Dodgers say, we've just signed Otani for $480 million. So in that regard, yes. If he doesn't, if he gets open to free agency, I totally agree with you. But I feel like they're just not going to lose the hold of him. But one more point. Well, but that, but my, that's my fear, though. My fear is if he hits the market and it's known you can trade for Otani and they trade him to – and the Dodgers still, amazingly enough, as well run as they are, um, they still have one of the top uh, minor league systems in baseball. If the Dodgers trade for Otani, I'm afraid I'll never have the chance to write him the big check. That's what I'm afraid of. So if he hits, the, if he hits the trade market, I want to trade for him because I don't want that scenario. 
Right so now, yeah, one more question. Yeah, okay. Do you think Billy? Do you think Billy Epler being the manager, or general manager of the Mets, makes any? Difference I don't think so. I know he was he was able to land him first time around. I don't know the relationship. I think a lot of it had to do with the coast and maybe the small market. It seemed like he wanted to come in here and be comfortable, and maybe the big market scared him. He wanted to stay on the West Coast. I don't know how much you know Billy Epler really sold him on the Angels, but it can't hurt because he it certainly didn't prevent him from going to the Angels. So I don't know what kind of role it plays, but it can't hurt. Uh, I don't think it's, it's I don't think it's anything that moves the needle. I really don't. I don't think the idea that Billy Epler is the guy because he's one. By the time if it gets to your scenario where it's just free agency, there's a chance he's not even the guy. He might be the GM underneath the new man, the president of baseball operations, and not even the guy talking to Otani, or not even the main guy running the baseball operations. He'll just be the guy because of their relationship that'll come along for the meeting, but he's not the guy. So I don't even know if that matters because he might not be the guy making decisions when it comes to the offseason. But listen, if he doesn't get traded, then then this is all a moot point. And you're right. I think the Mets have a phenomenal chance in free agency. And even if he is traded... There's a chance he doesn't re-sign with that team. He doesn't sign an extension with that team and hits free agency. And then again, the Mets have a great chance. I'm worried about the, and I know maybe the Angels wouldn't want to trade him to the Dodgers. So maybe the, I, I don't know if that's something that that's a no go for them. But if the Dodgers offer him the best package, I think you have to just take. If they make the decision to trade Otani, you have to take the best package. You just have to. I don't care if it's to the Dodgers. I don't care if it's to a bitter rival, the Astros or whatever. I, you know, I, I, you got to just do what you got to do and do what's best for you. So if that scenario happens and he hits the trading block and it's known he's going to get traded, now from that moment on, I'm terrified that I never get the chance to write the big check. I have to give myself the best chance to be able to write that check because I want to write it desperately. I want to write that check so bad I can taste it. He probably already has it written down. He probably already has the check written out, money and everything, just sitting on his dresser, waiting for Otani to say yes to it. Like, that's how bad I'm sure Steve Cohen wants it bad. I'm afraid he won't have the opportunity. So you got to go out and make sure you get that opportunity. You want the player, right? I understand your thought process. Oh, he'll give him all the money in the world. He'll become a Met because money talks. All true. All true. But I want to make sure I have the chance to write that big check. If I trade for him, I'm guaranteed to put that check in front of him. If he comes here, there is a 100% chance that Steve Cohen puts the check in front of him. I want that 100% chance. If you think he'll lock him up, if you think the money will be spent, if you think Steve Cohen will stop it, spare no expense, and give him whatever money he wants, then trading for him guarantees that that check gets written. And you want the player, don't you? That's what I want. I want the player. So if I know Steve Cohen will write the check, then bring him here, and then I know the check gets written. Would you rather take your chances for, or would you want the player for a couple of guys, for Beatty, Vientos, Mauricio, whatever the trade may be? I'll take my chances knowing I could put that money in front of him. 877-337-6666. A lot going on. The All-Star game, also a couple of things. One, we got to talk some injury news. Two guys hoping to come back for both the Mets and Yankees. A little bit of news there. And Derek Jeter, who I talked about earlier on the how I felt about the broadcast with him, Alex, and Poppy. 
He said something that's making the rounds about what the Yankees could do come the trade deadline. And there's another name that was bandied about today. So there's plenty to talk about more than Otani. We have other players out there on the market. What does Jeter think the Yankees should do? And what's going on with the two big injured stars of both the Yankees and the Mets? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. I was just telling uh, Marco and uh, Fliegelman how I'm still hampered by my side. Still hurting me a month later. I heard it at the um, the softball game with Craig and Evan. Uh, you know, Carton and Roberts versus Tiki and um, Tierney in that charity softball game. I'm playing third base. It's the second batter of the game. He's, uh, I, I believe, I think it was Chris Mano. I'm not positive if it was somebody else. I thought it was him, but it was an athlete. Like He was in tremendous shape. So if it wasn't Chris Mano, who's a former uh, NFL running back, it was, uh, it was someone else who was young and athletic. And they rip a hard ground ball down the third baseline. And I take two steps over. And I bend down. I'm right-handed, obviously. So with my left hand, I reach across my body and down to make the play. And as soon as I reach across, I hear and feel <clears throat> just like that. I, f- I heard it. So I wasn't sure if I cracked my back or, or what it was. It didn't really hurt that bad initially. I even went famously because they were killing me. for. I went four for five in the game. That was before I, even had, I had one at bat prior to that. So I got three hits after I pulled this muscle. Or did whatever I did, tore whatever I tore on the side, my oblique, whatever it is. If I have obliques, I'm not even sure I have an oblique, to be honest with you. But whatever I did, I was still able to play a little bit. It wasn't so bad initially. I don't know if it's the the adrenaline, the shock of it, whatever. When I was running the bases, I felt it. And now it's been a month. I still feel it a little bit when I breathe in deep. I can't sleep on that side. There's a little bit of pain. I'm dealing. I'm. It's amazing. I bent over. I bent over and extended my arm. That's all I did. I could understand if I was swinging the bat, if I was, you know, I don't know, hit by or, you know, tangled up in a, a bad slide. And I, like, all I did was reach for the ball. I think I need to work on my core. I think that's my problem. But I'm still dealing with it a little bit. It's gotten much better, but I had just bought new golf clubs like that I played twice with. And I haven't been able to play golf for a month. I know. My problems. I just got the overnight job and I can't play golf. Feel terrible for me. But I do feel bad for me. I do feel bad. I was just, I just started playing golf a lot. It's the summertime. Although it's been raining a ton, but my side still hurts. So I do some stretching. I do some different things. But yes, I am so out of shape that I hurt my side so bad that I'm in pain for a month just by bending over and reaching to my left. That's what happened. Brent in Binghamton. What's up, Brent? How you doing? Ah, good. How are you? 
So now you know how uh, uh, John Carlo feels every time he plays the outfield. <laughs> Good line. I know. I know. No, I. <laughs> no, all I did was I'll bend show. over, and my whole side went out. I bent over and reached at the same time, and I, it was too much for me. So I'm calling about your Shohei Otani to the Mets. So I'm a big Yankees fan. But, yes. Uh, either to the Mets or the Yankees. Now, if you're, if the Angels say we want your four best prospects, whatever they may be, whether that's Volpe or whether it's whoever. We want your four top guys. Is the trade deadline now to bring a guy? Mets are underperforming. Yankees are a lot of fans saying underperforming. They are no, the so Yankees it, are underperforming. It's okay. So is it is it uh, to bring a guy in or a couple guys to help the team win now to win this year, or is it to bring a guy in like your to your point? Yes, where you say well. Bring Otani in and make him feel comfortable, and maybe he'll sign here. Yes. So if he does sign here to a seven hundred million dollar contract, right? You're not guaranteed to win. If you win hundred games all four, five, six years, whatever it may be, and you don't win the the World Series, right? Is it a bust? And you traded all your top guys away, but to to counter well, that, they could bring him in, win once, then he signs somewhere else, even if it's Atlanta, correct? Or Philly, okay, and it's worth it because you won. Oh, no doubt. Well, listen, if you bring him here and he turns this season around for the Mets and they win the World Series, then I can't imagine him not wanting to stay, first off. But two, yeah. yes, even if he leaves, yeah, you won the World Series. It was worth it. No question about it. Whatever you traded yeah. away, it's worth it if you win the World Series. They haven't won since 86. So that's the obvious yeah. answer. But to your point yeah, so about your point about what's the trade about, the trade is about both, but for me, it's more about being able to sign him long-term. Because what you just said, there is no guarantee to win championships, of course. There's, there's nothing the Mets can do to guarantee them a World Series. But you want the best player in baseball on your team for the next eight years or ten years or whatever it is to give yourself the best chance to win a championship. So for me, I want Otani on the team. Otani isn't just a good player. Otani is the best baseball player to ever live. And I know that's hyperbole. It sounds like hyperbolic, and it sounds like me just trying to make my point. But I don't know if you can argue it. He's the best player to ever live. He does both things at an elite, like not just very good, elite he is the premier, without Judge being on the field, he is the premier power hitter in baseball. And he is a top five pitcher. He hits more home runs than anybody, and he's the hardest pitcher to get a hit off of in all of baseball. He leads baseball in batting average against. So nobody in the world is harder to get a hit off of, and nobody in the world hits more home runs. That is... We, we don't fully understand what that is. We can't even comprehend it because it's just one guy and it seems like maybe that's a lot, a lot for just three months. You could sign him in the office. I want to make sure I have my best opportunity to bring the best baseball player who ever lived to my team. How long will he be the best baseball player to ever live? I don't know. You always take the game. It could be two years, and suddenly the pitching just goes completely south, and he's just a slugger, and you're paying $50, 60000000 a year for just a guy who hits 
35, 40 home runs, and it's an overreach. But, I mean, even that, he's going to be a useful hitter as long as he's healthy, I would think. But I got to take the chance of the greatest baseball player to ever live coming to my team. I have to do whatever I can do. When I'm in the position of having an owner like Steve Cohen, who I know will pay him what it takes to have the best baseball player on whoever lived on my team, I have to go out and give myself the best opportunity to do it. Like that's who he is. It's that's not crazy to say. Nobody's ever done this. Who's the, tip if you say who's the base best best baseball player who ever lived? Who do you say? Typically most people will say Babe Ruth cuz he did both. Right? That he 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 has he has the longest uh, consecutive scoreless inning streak in World Series history and he's got 700 and, you know 14 home runs or whatever it is. You know, that's crazy. He's got 60 home runs in a season and he's got World Series pitching records. He never did both at the same time at this level, ever. And this is going to be the third year, and it's going to be his best year. He's getting better. He's getting better. I have to do what it takes to get the best player. Again, I've said it four times. It's probably obnoxious. The best player to ever live. I have to get him on my team. If I have an owner like Steve Cohen, what's the point of having an owner like Steve Cohen if we don't do everything we can to get the best baseball players in the league. Phil in Spring Valley. What's up, Phil? Good, good. How are you? It's good to hear. Like I'm coming back from uh, watching Mission Impossible, and I'm thinking this trade design is going to feel the same way. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. One more time. Go ahead. I said, I said I'm on the way back from uh, the Mission Impossible movie. Oh! And I feel like this- How was oh, it? Yeah. Uh, well, it was great, and I felt like the deadline's going to be the same way. I don't know. You're saying that with that. That's you. You are right on the cusp of spoilers, my friend. And I'm. Let me just tell you something, okay? I want to be Chris. I want to be crystal clear with you, Phil. I am a fa- right. I am a father of two young boys. I have exactly five minutes a day to myself, and I wow. haven't. I haven't seen a movie in the theater that wasn't a kid's movie with my kids. I have not gone to a movie theater. And I and I used to love the movie theaters, Phil. I used to wow. love going to the theater. I haven't been to a movie since Creed 2, Phil. Do you know, do you know wait, 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 wait. I want to finish my point, Phil. I haven't been to a movie since Creed 2, and that was one date night. That's it. That's the last movie I saw in the theater, Creed 2. So I am planning, wait, Phil, wait, Phil. I am planning on going to see this movie in the theater because for whatever reason, I'm kind of pumped about it. So please be very careful in the next few words out of your mouth because I don't want to know anything about it, okay? Yeah, no problem. I meant it it more in the way that idea of Mission Impossible in general, that's how this deadline is going to feel like. Because Oh, I get you. The name Mission Impossible. That was a whole silly rant I just went on, Phil. I apologize. Hey, still, you got to get a babysitter and get out. <laughs> I know. Uh, we get out. We just never, we never, we feel like the three hours or two and a half hours in a theater seems like a waste of the two and a half hours. We'd rather go get drunk. But, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a night, I'd rather go out and have a couple of martinis than see the movie. But I'm excited about this one, so I'm going to go say it. Go ahead. What's your point on yeah. the, the trade deadline? Here's the point. Here's the, here's the thing. I think, like, for the Angels. Yes, you're right. They're going to have to, if they're planning on trading him, they got to trade him and get the best deal. 
Now, the Mets can throw out there guys like Beatty, guys like Vientos, whoever they want to throw out them without throwing uh, Alvarez or whatever it is. Now, you throw them away. I don't think adding Rapani just made the Mets a World Series contending team. You get, and listen, why? I'm a Yankee fan, but I'll tell you why. Their problem is not just adding a guy with a big bat and a guy with a big thing. It's been so many holes in this lineup. It's not. It's, yes, they're getting two players in a sense, but they're not that. just adding a guy like Otani and risking it because you don't know, like, for sure if he's going to sign. And you want to make sure that this year is somewhat of a success and you want to turn around the fact that it's been a sour taste in your mouth. Yeah. Adding Otani is not fixing the entire team when you have a guy like Verlander and Scherzer giving up who knows how many runs a game. Yeah. The bullpen can't pitch. And this is where I say that it might be a better idea to take your rookies, go spread them out, spread the wealth, get, bring in five, four or five players to take all those spots, go trade for a bullpen arm like the Rangers did. Very simply, they could have made that deal for Chapman. Yeah, yeah, the ra- yeah, no, like well, yeah, but the Rangers, the Rangers are in first place in their division. They went out and traded oh, for a guy like Chapman. And what's and and what they give up for Chapman? Do you know? They gave up. Uh, I think it was two prospects. Yeah. You can go get a reliever, buddy. You can you can make the Otani right. trade. You can and you can make what? the Otani trade and still go out and get a reliever. And then how are you getting yourself also the big bat? You no, you got the Otani. What other bat? What other bat are you going to get anywhere close? You're adding the best. You're adding arguably the best hitter in the league to your team. How many how many bats do you think you're going to go get? Okay. Even you, you'd rather go get. You'd rather go get two. You you would rather you you would rather go get two average at average hitters than go get Otani. I would rather them fill more spots in a lineup. Yeah, I just no, for who? You're still going to play. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get rid of? I mean, I mean, you're still going to hit McNeil. You're still going to hit Marte. You're, you know, hopefully Fam isn't gone too long. Marte's been slacking. Camus streaky. Yeah, but you can't get. I mean, yeah. But what are you going to? You're going to you're going to dump Marte and bring in another guy? No, you're not going to do that. You're going to hope Marte gets better. So adding Otani to this lineup is now suddenly better than Otani in the Angels lineup with Mike Trout behind him. No, it's not not necessarily, but they have zero pitching, and you still have Verlander. I, I understand that, but it's not. It's and it's not just about this year. It's not just about this year. It's about getting the great player that you can add to next year in the offseason and and build your team around. It is this year, but you're right. I'm not saying this gives you a World Series this year. My whole open wasn't get him here so you can win a World Series. Get him here so you can win a World Series. Get him here so you can win the World Series. That wasn't my open. That's not my point. My point is get him here so you can keep him here. And then go out and see if you can win World Series moving forward. It still it gives you a better chance to win the World Series this year. I still think that's plausible. If you hit the the the, the rotation of just Verlander, Otani, and Kodai Sanga, and you add a fourth, say say you don't trust Verland um Scherzer anymore, or you trade Scherzer or whatever, even those three, and you figure out a fourth, because you really only need four start four starters come postseason time. Right, and in the wild card series, it's just three in that three game set. So in the wild card series, you're throwing out Otani, Verlander, and Kodai Sanga with the lineup, adding Otani, and hopefully you could still add a bullpen piece. If you can get there, that's a dangerous team. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care who you're playing. That's a dangerous team. You still got Lindor. You still got Alonzo. You got that. That the middle of the lineup is Otani, Alonzo, Lindor. That. That's not good. And you got Alvarez, assuming it doesn't take him to get the trade. I'll take my chances. But that's, I'll agree with you that that's even secondary. If you believe that 
nobody will write a bigger check. That nobody will write a bigger check than Steve Cohen. If you believe that, and I can't imagine many Met fans don't believe that. So if you believe nobody will write a bigger check, making the trade guarantees that that check comes across Otani's desk. There's no other way to guarantee that. There's no He might just block off East Coast teams if he doesn't experience it. If he comes here, you know you're going to have an opportunity to talk to him at the bare minimum, show him around, tell him that, you know, convince him that this is where he wants to be, you have an opportunity to do that. It doesn't guarantee you signing him, but I want that. I want the idea of that check 100% being floated to him, that him and his representatives will absolutely get to look at the number Steve Cohen writes on the paper. If he gets traded to the Dodgers in three weeks, they might, there may never be a chance to even put that check in front of them. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of him hitting free agency and getting outbid. I'm afraid of him getting traded and then signing where he gets traded. And you can't tell me that's not plausible. It's plausible. Certain teams on the West Coast where he's comfortable, you, and if he gets traded to the Dodgers, say goodbye to him. Say goodbye. Mo and the Catskills. What's up, Mo? Hey, Big Mac. What's up? You're doing a great job. I had the honor of being the first caller. I remember, Mo. Ago. I remember, yep. Mo. Me and you would okay. go down in history together. Together. Question. First of all, how's the transition going for you? Well, it's only three days in, but so far so good. I I loved. I, I feel great doing the show. I feel I feel plenty of energy. I feel good. I had, you know, I've had about six cups of coffee. I'm feeling great right now, uh, but there's a lot of different weird things I'm learning. Like, it's weird. I, I, I had the afternoon drive shift. You know, I, I was part of the afternoon drive show for like eleven and years. Did a tremendous for, job. Well, there. thank you very much. But for like eleven years, uh, with Mike and uh, then CMB, uh, a brief time with Moose and Maggie, but then right into Carton Roberts. So I've worked pretty much the same hours for eleven, twelve years. It is odd to be driving around at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday knowing I have to go to work later. Like, that's weird. I've never experienced that. Usually, if I'm driving around on a Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon with the sun out on a beautiful day, it's Saturday or I'm off or, like, it's so odd. Today, I had to go do something and then I picked up my kids and I was driving around thinking, it's Tuesday at 3 o'clock and I have to prepare for work still. Like, this is just odd. Everything about it was just weird. So I, I have to get used to it, the sleep I have to get used to, the feeling of heading into work late. Like tonight, like to, I, my kids aren't used to it either. My kids are used to me getting home at 8.30. It's, it's late. Uh, half the time they're already asleep. If they're not, I'm, I'm putting them into bed pretty much as soon as I get home. Like that's what they're used to. They see me. It's nighttime. Goodbye. It's weird. Like, And I'll probably leave a little bit later as I get more comfortable. But tonight I left at like 8.30. And my son started crying that I was leaving because he's not used to me leaving at 8.30. He's used to me just getting home. So he's like, where are you going? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to work now. He's like, I don't want you to go. And it's just like, so there's like a, 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 an adjustment on the hours overall. Even though I'm going to end up seeing more of him, it's hard to tell him that. He's, he's just not used to me leaving at this time. So there's a lot of things that get rolled into this new role. But uh, right now, I feel great. I love doing the show. I felt like, honestly, since you asked me, now I'm going into the full rant. Hope you were prepared for this, Mo. Um, of course. Like, 
when I did the first show on Monday, it didn't feel that different to me because I had I've done shows all the time. I've done a, a million shows on Saturday nights and then Saturday mornings uh, for like four years. So I'm used to doing shows. We're getting the hang of it. I'm used to Probably. doing shows. It's when I it's like today doing my third consecutive show where I where right. and it's now it's starting to feel like okay, like this is the new gig. So it's taken a couple of days to feel different. Driving around at four o'clock in the afternoon on a beautiful sunny day, knowing I still have work ahead of me, leaving at eight thirty instead of getting home at eight thirty—all those things are just completely one hundred percent different. So I'm going to get used to it, but I'm feeling great about it right now. I'm pumped. Great question. Yes. Realistically, what are the what do you think the Yankees should and will do? At the trade that deadline, I know you're you're very high on Tommy Pham. I, I I really don't believe in him. I think he's having just a, a very good season. That's all he's I really need, though. The- like that's the thing with Tommy Pham, and I'm not really high on him. It's just he's in my face because we watch the Mets, and he's in New York City. The Mets are seven games out of the playoffs. There was a, a whole the the owner came on and talked about the idea. If it doesn't get turned around, they could be trading. Uh, and so it's an easy solution. I don't think you'd have to give up much. So it's just it's a talking point where I'm like, okay, I could see Tommy Pham, but I don't love him necessarily. But uh-huh. I'm not I'm not looking for the next great answer at left field for the next ten years. I'm looking for a guy who's having a great year who can play well for the next th- three months. Like that's it. Tommy Pham fits yeah, that you bill. Think, you think that he's going to continue that? Because yeah, I, I think the past couple of years. Yeah, no, but I, yeah, yeah, no. Well, I think this year he's having a great year. I, I think that can continue. Guys have great years. It could it could go down as well, but I I feel good about the idea that Tommy Pham is just having a good year, and he'll have a good year. Next year, I have no faith in him. Totally agree. I wouldn't be like, hey, Tommy Pham just had a great year. We found our left fielder. Give him a you know a couple-year contract that's not a lot of money. Boom, we've got left field figured out for the next year or two. No. Next year, he might be awful. But he's having a good season, and I feel fairly confident that he f- will finish out a good year. Unless, as long as this groin injury isn't going to hamper him or it's going to be a problem. Like, no, when guys like this have good years, they typically just have good years. So I would be fine with Tommy Pham. It, it's not the best option. It's not my first choice. There are other first choices, and we'll get to it. Derek Jeter gave out, obviously, the first choice, so we'll talk about that. There's other ones. There's been uh, another player in St. Louis is kind of preparing himself for the idea he could be traded. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Yankees. So there's there's a bunch of different options we'll get to as we get through the show here, but Tommy Pham is just an an obvious answer in like Bellinger, like well why was Bellinger such a talking point? Because the Cubs, you know, are under five hundred, underachieving. They've sold a bunch over the last handful of years, so they've proven they'll sell. He's a guy not under contract next year, someone they could probably look to move. And he was coming into Yankee Stadium in the play. He was right in front of us. We were watching him. He hits a, a million foot home run, and it's uh. Off of um, Rodon, and suddenly, wow! Wouldn't you love to have Clay? Bell- wouldn't you, Clay? Wouldn't you love to have Bellinger? Because it was right in front of our face for a week. Same thing with Fam. I see him play every day. I watch Fam. I watch Fam play every day. He's having a great year. He's been. You could argue he's been the Mets' most consistent hitter since Alonzo got hurt. When Alonzo got hurt, and he was put into the lineup every day since that moment, Fam has been as good a hitter as they have. Even his outs, you watch the games, even his outs are like line drives hit at people. He's having a ter- terrific year. It's a low-cost guy who's having a good year, and it's just someone that fills the gap. It's not the perfect answer. It's not someone where you go, oh, wow. You get Tommy Pham, the whole season changes. But I don't know what options are out there, and I'm looking at him every day, and the Mets are in a position to possibly sell. 
So he checks all the boxes, and ultimately, you know, he's he's been having a good year. 877-337-6666. When we get back, continue to take your phone calls, but we will get into some other options the Yankees might have, the Mets might have. A couple of names, one brought up by Derek Jeter, one brought up by himself, where might be hitting the trade market and might be options for the Mets and Yankees. 